Welcome to Team Luke from Minds Podcast. On this show, our mission is to help families just like yours. We'll bring you inspiring stories from brain injury survivors, advice from health professionals, and much more to help make the recovery journey a little easier. If you or anyone you know has a, suffered from a brain injury, this show is for you. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Team Luke Hope from uh, Minds podcast. I'm uh, Jared Samuels and I'm here with Lisa and Judy of K9 Companions for Independence. Um, so first off, I'd like to start with you, Lisa. Can you tell us a little bit about your story? Uh, yes, um, I became a, um, a disabled at birth. Um, I, I, was, I was a diagnosed as a a CP, a, a quadriplegic, and um, um, after some time, I came upon Canine Companions for Independence, and um, I was looking in to their website for information, and I um applied, and I was selected to be involved in their training course of 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 two weeks training and I was paired up with my first assistance dog Stevo in in March of, of 2006 um we were a team for nine and a half years, and then he had to retire. Nine months after he retired, I was placed with my second assistance dog, Steven. Um, Canine Companions has been around since 1975, so it, it has a long history and wonderful results have occurred. I've seen many, many changes in people's lives, including mine. Um, I have been fortunate to find some wonderful puppy raisers who give of their own time, money, and resources to help raise these wonderful companions. And I'm quite fortunate to have one here with me today by the name of Miss Judy Bueller. That was great. So can you talk a little about uh, your story and how you got involved? Yes. I became a puppy raiser in 2005. Another teacher on the high school campus where I was teaching started raising a puppy. And since I was puppyless, I became very interested and she had gotten special permission for both of us to raise a puppy for Canine Companions for Independence on campus. So for five years at that particular school, I raised puppies from two months to 18 months. And then we turn our puppies into canine companions in Irving, and the professional trainers 
work with them another six to nine months. And then hopefully at, at that point in time, they are matched with a recipient. Hmm. If they're not matched right away, the trainers do keep them another three months and work with them for further training. And then hopefully they'll go through another team training and then be matched. Or they might do a side placement, which means someone like Lisa who's already had a service dog or skilled companion uh, kind of knows the ropes already so they can be matched kind of on the side outside the normal graduation time. Hmm. And what goes into training a service dog? You know, I have a couple dogs, but they're, they're very not trained. <laughs> <laughs> well, we start training at two months when we get them. And uh, as a puppy raiser, I train them in basic commands we're also obligated to attend puppy classes at least twice a month and follow the guidelines for canine companions. So we actually do training on both the right and the left side. So if the person doesn't have um, the ability to use either, you know, one side over the other, the, do the dog is just well versed in, you know, doing both sides. Hmm. Um, let's see. So as a puppy raiser, I'm a volunteer. So I provide all the funding for the pup in my care. So I pay the puppy shots, the food, the toys, um, anything else needed for the puppy while the female or male are in my care. Mm -hmm. And then we fundraise to provide all the professional services. Oh, okay. So we are a nonprofit organization and we do provide the dogs free of charge to the recipient. And Lisa can tell you a little bit more about team training, which yeah. is two weeks. Oh, yes. Um, it is a very busy and intense two weeks of team training, but the Staff is very understanding, and they'll go with you step by step if you should have any questions or concerns. Um, um, some people say it is physically draining and exhausting, but it is so worth it in the end because I'm able to live my life a lot more independently thanks to everyone's a generosity. I'm able to have a fully trained assistance dog to help me in in my daily life. Awesome. Can you talk a little bit about like what you did at team training or Oh yes. They take us out in the community and they expose us to restaurants, shopping malls, um, hardware stores. Um, um, I can tell you by experience in Oceanside, they took us to the ocean and the beach and they um, exposed us to a lot of uh, different sights, sounds, smells, and, um, and they attest us and the 
service dog's ability to understand and, um, and problem solve outside of the training center. Hmm. Awesome. So, like, what's your, like, how many puppies are you raising a year? We only raise one puppy at a time. Okay. So that we can focus on the training for that one puppy. Mm-hmm. So, Rue happens to be my eighth puppy that I've raised, but I have friends that have raised 12, 15, 20 dogs. And we do this because we know the benefit uh, to the people that we are raising the puppies for. Mm-hmm. So we always get asked, you know, how can you give the puppy up? Well, the answer is we're not giving the puppy up. This is our gift to give to someone else. So right. we're giving back. Yeah, I often ask, like, what's the most rewarding part of your work? Would you say that? Is the yes. most rewarding part? Uh, the most rewarding part is when your puppy actually gets matched with someone like when Lisa was matched, then she gets to meet her puppy raiser, and then they can choose if they want to stay in contact. And that's so rewarding. So I have three people that actually stay in contact with me and let oh, me awesome. know how the dogs are doing. Yeah. And it's, it, it just fills your heart full. Yeah, no, that's amazing. Lisa, can you talk a little bit about, like, how your puppy or your dog, you know, helps you in your everyday life? Oh, yes. Um, he's trained to do many tasks. He can pick up a drop items if I drop it. He can turn off light switches for me. Um, he can o- open doors. And he can even help me with a transaction at the store, at the counter. He can, um, he, he can reach up at the high counter and help me pay for my item and, and do a, a business transaction. And his, his main job is to be my friend and companion and help me get through a daily life. You know, and that is is the greatest a gift and reward I can ever receive, and 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 to know as somebody is giving me a second chance at a life I would never know. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, so, how can people learn more or get in touch with your organization? Okay, they can go to our website at cci org and there is an application online and also more information about canine companions for independence we actually provide full service dogs skilled companion facility dogs ptsd and hearing dogs awesome great and then there's a final question i ask everyone and it's what is your top recommendation for people that you know are dealing with brain injuries or something similar? My answer to your question, sir, is there's always hope. Never give up hope. Always seek answers and I just I keep on seeking. There's always hope. And never to 
I, I take no for an answer. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you all both so much. Thank you for listening to Team Luke Hope for Minds podcast. If you want to learn more, check out our website, teamlukehopeforminds.org, or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. See you all next time.